Big Jim on Kicks 102 FM. Pleased to be speaking with Catherine McPhee and David Foster, who are coming to Deepak. We're on a whole tour. We're really excited about it. Of course, they're doing a lot of great songs that David's been involved with, such as After the Love is Gone, You're the Inspiration, and, of course, Unforgettable by Nat and Natalie Cole. Um, well, those are songs, yes, that you're right, that we're doing. And, in fact, you just mentioned Unforgettable. We haven't. I haven't been doing Unforgettable, even though it was kind of a big moment in my life when I put uh, Natalie and her father Nat King Cole together. A great song. I mean, I love all the old standards, so for me, I'm always happy when you throw that back into yeah, the show. Yeah, it's a good mix of all the stuff in my career and Kat's career from her show, Smash on NBC, and from Waitress. And a couple uh, songs from, of course, my idol days. Yeah. Um, but, but mostly, really, yes, it's a great night of music. David has such an amazing catalog, uh, but also you know, people really can find a lot of similarities in their own relationship. I mean, we have an unconventional relationship, uh, as some people say, but we have a, a lot of themes that people can relate to in our, in our relationship and story, in our storytelling. So it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and, of course, great music. I noticed that on the publicity photos for the Deepak show, you guys are in evening wear. Is that how you're going to dress for the show? David wears a pair of black jeans and a, and a suit top, but, and I, I'm not wear like various things, but no, we don't, we don't do the overly glamorous ball gowns or anything like no. that. We're more casual. And, you know, one other thing we do is we love to go to the audience and find singers. There's a little segment in the show where we just say, hey, man, do you want to sing? And uh, you got 30 seconds. Show us what you got. And it's always fun because... Mostly you get people that can sing. Sometimes you get people that can't sing, but it's always fun and they're trying and the audience is rooting for the underdog. And sometimes they'll get a spontaneous standing ovation and we've been working like for an hour and don't get nothing. So it's fun. I love that. See, I would be a guy, I would come up on stage and, you know, I would try to like maybe be like, maybe you would hire me someday. Well, I, you wouldn't, I wouldn't allow you to get on stage, buddy, oh. until you show me down below that you can sing. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Got to have the chops, man. You got it. <laughs> So it's uh, February yeah. 24th, uh, DPAC, com for tickets. Uh, as I said, a fine venue. You couldn't have picked a better place for sound, and I'm sure you guys are going to make the place sound great. So, David, I need to talk to you. You know, besides all the awards that you won, Grammys and such, uh, not that that's a ho-hum thing, but when I, the thing that strikes me is when I look at your career, how many of the best artists of all time that you've collaborated with? Uh, that, it's, uh, it's amazing to me when I look at the list. Yeah, well, you know, of course, it feeds on itself. If you start having success with, you know, way back in the day, I had some success with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And that sort of was a jumping-off point for me to, to meet the group Chicago. And then from there, uh, as the 80s progressed and into the 90s, I got just really lucky, you know, with Celine and Whitney. And, and I do love great singers. There's nothing wrong with a lot of the singers out there that aren't great singers, but they're good singers. They just don't tweak me the same way that great singers do. They present a unique challenge for me. And I think we, we um, that was the draw for me, was like the, the great singing, and, and I got lucky to, to, to work with both of them. Tell me what's great about Chicago, just in a short, short uh, description. You know, was, that was back in my young, arrogant days, and, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, debates, shall we say, about what, you know, and I, I took them in a direction that they weren't completely thrilled with, you know, Peter Satira and I, Peter, the lead singer. Sure. We sort of bonded, and we, and we sort of sidestepped the group a little bit to their... Uh, dismay, and it was really not fair what I did, but of course, we well, we got hits out of it. Yeah, we did. And they're happy now, but we, we laugh about it now when I see the group, uh, and, and, and all is good now. You brought gave them a second phase of their career, that which they wouldn't have had otherwise, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but it was not quite the, yeah. the music direction they wanted. But anyway, on my Netflix documentary, no plug there, but um, <laughs> I said, you got to talk to the group Chicago. 
because they hate me and they're going to like say some real <laughs> crazy stuff. And so they got on the camera and they choked. I don't think their their understanding of the situation was as bad as you remember. Oh, maybe not. Anyway, it's a great actually is a great documentary. Yeah. People should watch it. It's called Off the Record, right? Yeah, it's all good now though with them, and we had great success together. Talk to me about Barbara Streisand. That's amazing. I, I worked with her as a session player in the seventies. I started producing her in the eighties. I produced the song somewhere in the Broadway album. And then uh, back to Broadway album, and we've just you get to hear a lot of these stories on stage, actually. Yeah, oh, cool. and, and we've we've, we've yeah. been friends. She's met Cat. She likes Cat. Um, you know, there's a lot of myths about Barbara. Like one is like, oh, she doesn't like to be around beautiful women. Wrong. Again, people. She's so misunderstood. She's a unique individual, incredibly talented, and a beautiful person who's true and loyal to her friends. If you read the book, you'll see that. One more, I'll ask you about Rod Stewart. Great. I mean, we did a Christmas album together. I started out as a as a piano player in his band. You playing did? sessions, yeah. Not in his band, but for the records. Wow, look at me. Yeah, Learned I played on uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy and uh, Tonight's the Night. And don't know those songs. songs. You don't know that song? No. Do you <laughs> think I'm sexy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know that. Jeez. Well, we do have a bit of an age difference in case yeah. you so yeah. I remember playing Tonight's the Night on radio in the 70s and how controversial it was. It's hard to believe now. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing now. Yeah, right. Sure, but he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. I love him. All right, so uh, February 24th, DPAC, DPACNC.com. Then the last thing I want to say to you is, like, I love the song Wildflower by Skylark. And I know you were a part of that band, but I still just love that tune. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, which I did not write. My friends Doug, Doug Richards... Doug, Doug Edwards and Dave Richardson wrote it. Lyrics were written by Dave Richardson, who's a cop, who was a cop, an undercover cop. Wow! And he was just a he was just a really creative guy in his spare time. Beautiful song, been covered by many many people, and will continue to have a life. I think that's all. Did you arrange that? I, I did. Yeah, I thought I so. Mean, I, I, I co-arranged it. I, co-arranged I thought so. I thought so. So you did have a big hand yeah. in that one. That's a great record. Yes. Yes. Thanks, man.